0: Hello, everyone. My name is James Bills, and this is
1: Diamond, Natasha,
0: Tony. Um, Welcome to The Reframers, where we reframe the story in a way that is more meaningful to you. This podcast has two goals. First, we hope to reach all of the people out there that have gone through trauma and help them find a way to better understand what they are going through. Our second goal is to discuss the the story, The Red Convertible, by Louise Ederich. And analyze how it develops a powerful message for the reader the purpose of this of this discussion is to get the reader to understand that what happened in the story of how henry henry was going through trauma affected him in a negative way and the people around him. also the people yeah okay so also the people around him were affected by his trauma such as Lyman henry's brother because he was doing a lot of things to get the old Henry back um, even though the story is fiction, these traumas are happening in the real world to other people. Trauma can affect a lot of things, like a person's brain, body, memory, behavior, and learning, learning and relationships. In the first days and weeks after a tra- traumatic um, event, people often experience strong feelings of fear, sadness, guilt, anger, or grief. Just a heads up, we will be talking about trauma and how Henry went through it all throughout the story and the reasoning of the situation what this would be is what this would be is a trigger warning which is a statement made prior to sharing potentially disturbing content trigger warnings are here to prevent people who have experienced traumatic experiences to be exposed to something that might trigger physical and or mental mental reactions In case you guys didn't read the story or really didn't understand it, we're going to basically give you guys a better understanding and summarize it more. Diamond?
1: This story is about two brothers um, named Henry and Lyman who, who basically lose everything. Hi, um, Henry lost his job and Lyman lost his restaurant and, um, they come across this red convertible and they automatically fall in love with it. And, um, so Henry took his last check from, from his lap, from his job. And then Lyman took the insurance money from the, uh, the rest of the insurance money from the uh, restaurant. And they put their money together and they bought this car. And, um, the car wasn't just any old car. It was something that they shared together. Yes it
0: was. <laughs>
1: it was something that they shared together and um, they never went they never went anywhere without each other. Where Henry where Henry wherever Henry went, Lyman was there. Whenever and wherever Lyman went, Henry was there. Um, as the longer they had this car, the 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 closer they got, the more their rela- the better their relationship came became. And um so one day um Henry and Lyman decide to go somewhere but they don't know where. Then they go to the army. Oh yeah, didn't he go to the army? No, they didn't go to the army. No. No, they were he was that it this was the trip. Henry remember they took Henry the trip to the army. But yeah wait, oh that happened before. Or no, after yeah, after, yeah, after, after, the trip. after the trip. Yeah, so Henry took this trip. Henry and Lyman decided to take a trip, but they didn't know where to go. And they also, they all, they the reason they took this trip was because they felt like they needed to change. They needed to get away. They needed to have fun. They needed to do something besides sit around and basically look depressed all day. You feel me? And so they were driving, and they see this hitchhiker. And she's like, they describe her as pretty, short, with two buns, and um. So, um, as they were driving, they stopped to see they stopped to see where uh what she needed or where she was going, because again I say they needed to change, they needed somewhere to go, and um so they decided to give her a ride. They asked her where she's going, and she's like. She's like, um, before she tells them, she's like, okay, um, uh, I'll give you guys a place to stay if you guys just give me a ride home because I have a nice house and, you know, so on and so forth. So she tells them that she lives all the way in Alaska and both their faces drop, but they think about it like, we need this change anyways. So they take that risk and they go all the way to Alaska and she gives them a place to stay and they have fun and they do all these things together and their bond comes back and then henry goes off to the war after this trip henry goes off to the war for about three years and before henry went to the war he um he talked to Lyman and was like i'm gonna give you this car this is this is your car now you don't have to, um, you don't have to share with me anymore is basically what he told him. And Henry accepts the car. I mean, sorry, Lyman accepts the car that Henry's given him. And um, he when, you. Ly- when Henry left, Lyman oh never touched the car. He never drove the car. He never used the car. He fixed it up because he wanted it to be good.
0: He wanted. I mean, he to, thought
1: it was I mean, gonna be a respectful type of thing if he didn't touch the car, mm-hmm, so he just he feel left like it they
0: there. They need to both be there to drive and Yeah, goes to the same places together.
1: well yeah. I mean, I would do that if I was him because if I felt the car was supposed to be where the both of us, I wouldn't touch it. You know, I would just keep it there just for when he come back and we could share the times that we did. But right, that's that's literally what he did. He He fixed the car up because he felt like it should be perfect when Henry got home. Lyman wanted that car to be perfect. He wanted that car to look great when Henry got home. And that's what he did. He He fixed fixed that car up, made it look great. And um, he would send Henry letters. He would send Henry letters every now and then, uh, reminding him of the car, giving him updates, even though Henry – I mean, even though Lyman – didn't even know if Henry even got the letters, he still kept sending those letters. Even though he never even got a letter back, he continued to send those letters. And I felt like he used that as an excuse to send, he used the car as an excuse to send Henry letters because every time he would send Henry a letter, it would be about, oh, how the car's doing or what the car looks like now or, um, and so forth. And so on, and um, hey, we'll be talking about um,
0: Obviously, Henry. Although he wasn't
1: before Lyman, before Henry got back, Lyman knew that oh, Henry wasn't going to be the he same. Right. He know, knew he was going to be just a little right. different. He knew he wasn't so, going to well, like. He knew he just knew that Henry was going to be different. He didn't know that Henry was going to be as bad as he was. Yeah, I'm but, sure he felt to see that coming because you know once people go to the war. Something like that never comes back the same. So of course, yeah, you, know, you have that good thought. Of what was gonna happen, right? So um, yeah. So when Henry got back, Henry Henry didn't interact with anyone. He didn't. Talk to anyone. He didn't joke. Yeah, he didn't joke around as much as he used to. He didn't play as much as he used to. And Henry knew. I mean, not Henry. Lyman knew for a fact that something was wrong with Henry when oh yeah he noticed. No, when he noticed that Henry not once went out to look at to go look at the car. Not once did he go look at that car. Wasn't the same. Henry was more jumpy, he was more mean, he he was more cautious, and Henry would never be like that, he was always joking and laughing and playing, and Henry stayed to himself, he never, he didn't want to be around anyone, he was scared, basically, work. he was scared, basically, and, um, so, Lyman... Tries everything in his power to fix him. He tries to talk to Henry. He tries to get through to Henry, but Henry's not. He, Henry's not responding. He's unresponsive. He like he yeah. doesn't want to show much reaction to what he's getting. You know, right. Sent. right. So, um, one day, uh, Henry leaves out and. Lyman has this idea of messing up the car to get Henry to fix it, to fix Henry. So, um, after Henry leaves, Lyman goes out to the car, takes a hammer, and bangs up the car really, really badly. He rips the seats, he messes with the tires, and, uh, puts holes in the car, and all types of other stuff. Like, he messed the car up really bad. And, um, Lyman, I mean Henry comes back and sees that the car's messed up, and he goes in the house and he's like, he makes this comment. It was like that. He was like, he's basically like, this car looks like shit. Like it's it's really messed up. Like, and Lyman looks at him and, and is like, that car that car's perfectly fine. It's an original. it, it looks great. And Lyman's going on and on feeding into this, trying to make basically trying to make Henry mad, manipulating Henry so that he could get Henry out there to go fix that car. So Henry, Henry storms out, grabs his toolbox, storms out the house, go fixes the car. He works day and night and day and night in the freezing cold. And even though Henry gets, even though Lyman gets worried about Henry, he still feels like this is the better way to fix Henry. This is the better way to make Henry back to Henry. So, um, uh, so one day Lyman goes back, Lyman goes outside and Henry fixes, Henry made the car back to new basically. And, um, made the car look brand new, made the car look perfect. And so he looks at Lyman and gives him the keys, like literally just gives Lyman the keys back and was like, "This is your car." So in a way, he basically got a reaction that he wanted, but at the same time, he didn't, because when he fixed the car, he would have thought that they was gonna keep be it. back together mm-hmm. or we was both gonna share it, but he just went back to his ways after he fixed it. Mm-hmm. I, I I honestly thought that Henry was gonna keep the car. Once he fixed it, but no, he gave, he threw the keys to Henry and was, I mean, get uh, through the keys to Lyman and was like, here, take your car back. And he was like, he was like, no man, you fixed it. This is your car. Now you fix this. This is your car. You keep it. You keep the keys. And basically they start going back and forth and they start fist fighting, like literally fist fighting. And they're like fighting back and forth. And then they both stop and they laugh. They both stop fighting and like start laughing or whatever. And, is like, um, uh, and like they think they think to themselves like, well, what what are we fighting for? Like literally, what are we fighting for? We have no reason to be fighting. So they sit down, they have a couple drinks, and um, they're talking, and they're like laying on the ground, and Lyman feels this this pain but like it feels like something's trapped in his chest and it's trying to come out and then it's trying to stay in and it's trying to come out again and he realizes this is what Henry's been feeling this whole time. This is how this is how Henry's this is how Henry came back. He know he's like this is not a good feeling. He was like I know I know this feels bad for Henry. He's like he's basically he feels everything that Henry's gone through this entire time. Like he knows why Henry's been jumpy. He knows why Henry's been like irritated and mean and so on and so forth. And um, so Lyman turns around and shakes Henry and is like, wake up, wake up, wake up. You got to get out of this. You got to snap out of it. Like he's like, and then he lays back down. He's like, why did I just do that? And he's like, I don't know why I just did that. Henry's wide awoke. But he's shaking him, telling him to wake up, wake up. Because he's he knows that feeling in Henry's chest because he's having that exact same feeling at that moment. And so um they both sit back down and they're calm and they're and it's quiet and they're they're like chill. And out of nowhere, Henry gets up and like and was like, It's hot, it's hot, you gotta cool me down, playing around, and and he jumps into the water. And um Henry jumps into the, yeah, Henry jumps into the water and, like, so Henry jumps into the water and was, like, cool me down, cool me down, I'm hot, He jumps into the lake, and with all his clothes on, his shoes, and everything, and the, the water, the rapids are so fast that Henry couldn't even catch himself, like, Henry was just like he was just flowing away, and he's he's telling he's telling Lyman, "Oh, well, uh, he was like Lyman, I can't do anything, I can't move. I'm like basically the water's pulling him away from where they're where they were at." And um, so uh, Lyman tries to jump in the water to say, "Well," before Lyman jumps in, he hears Henry say in a calm voice, um, "He's like my boots are filling." Basically saying that he's drowning, he can't do anything because like once his boots fill, he's gonna sink and he's gonna die. And I felt like Henry already felt like he was gonna die. He already he knew that that was coming. And Lyman tries to go in and save him, but he doesn't see Henry anymore. He doesn't um, he doesn't hear Henry anymore. So he so he gets out the water, and um, so Henry gets out the water, and he walks back to the car. Um, he walks back to the car. He turns the car on, turns the lights, the um, headlights on, and he drop he drive basically drives the car into the lake, re- into the lake, to the bottom of the lake because he didn't have Henry anymore. He knew he didn't have Henry anymore. He knew he lost Henry as soon as Henry jumped into that water, and he heard Henry say, "My boots are filling. He knew that he lost Henry, and. Um, he felt like, what was the point of having the car if I can't have my brother?
2: Because Henry suffered some trauma after the Vietnam War, we have decided to do a little research about the effects of PTSD. So that you all can better understand what Henry was going through. In our research, we found multiple examples of real-life trauma, similar to what Henry has suffered. PTSD is defined as having flashbacks, upsetting memories, and anxiety following a traumatic event. The first officially recognized his mental health condition in 1980, only five years after the end of the Vietnam War. Since PTSD wasn't even recognized until 1980, this helps us better understand why Lyman and his mom were freaking out about Henry's changes. They didn't want to take Henry to the mental institution because PTSD was not classified mental health condition until seven years after he came home, so they really had no clue what to do with him or how to treat him. The way we see Henry acting in the story is really similar to other accounts of Vietnam soldiers who came home with PTSD. (laughs) And let me tell you, those years of physical and mental torture away from my family were hell, according to the representative Sam Johnson, who was a prisoner of war during the Vietnam War. In the red convertible, Henry was in the Vietnam War and away from his family for a long time. Also, he also was a prisoner of war when he was in the war. He got caught by Vietnamese soldiers. PTSD can have physical effects, including sweating, shaking, headaches, dizziness, stomach problems, aches and pains, and chest pain. PTSD can also cause avoidance, where you don't want to talk to nobody else, and you also avoid people.
1: And that's basically what Henry was feeling that whole time when everybody was like, when everybody was like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Well, he's showing these symptoms of PTSD. He's been going through some things in this war, and no one really understood what he meant until the end of the story, when Lyman felt that pain in his chest that Henry was feeling that whole time.
2: Yeah, because also, like, you kind of see it was also affecting Lyman, also because of Henry's effects
0: mm-hmm.
2: because as as Diamond said she said that like towards the end of the story they like Lyman was experiencing these effects like chest pains and pain like egg pains and Henry Henry also um during the story was sitting on the uh chair inside the living room watching TV and all of a sudden it, he just bites his lip like real hard and it starts bleeding and it said and then Lyman saw it Lyman saw it and he didn't want to like he didn't know what was going on like he knew he just got back from the work and you can see Henry's changes
0: and
1: Description is a device that has the meaning to the story. I think the literary device that is represented the most throughout the story is description and it takes a record with description shows us how trauma affected Henry when he came back from the war and how it causes him to respond and react to people. Respond or react to people. Well I remember okay i